0: Hello everyone. Ben Riley here, sitting in a chair, talking into a microphone, sporting rippling muscles, and providing you, the listener, with an introduction to this audio program. Today, we'll be doing something a little different and talking about and only about the new Spider Man movie, Across the Spider Verse. Let's get into it. I can barely contain my excitement. It's the infinity. WATCH PODCAST!
1: Oh my goodness welcome to the infinity watch podcast season four episode four my name is tommy i'm here with my very 90s co-host eric
0: yeah i don't <laughs> my, my dog did not like that one uh and i think that's the most saliva i've ever generated uh doing a voice <laughs>
1: Do you know who voice acted that
0: character? I do. That's the great Andy Sandberg. I was shocked when Shout I heard that. Shout out to him. You know, I was surprised for about a second, and then I was like, "Yeah, actually, that's yeah, that makes perfect sense."
1: You know who it sounded like <laughs> the entire time to me? It sounded it sounded like they just got um, shit. What's his name?
0: Fuck! Oh no!
1: uh nicholas cage to just do another voice again. oh sorry i could see that Slip my brain for a second there
0: nick cage i think is the only one of the original trio who is not in this movie for any amount of time i think his character is but i don't think his voice is yeah i think they show him very briefly
1: did i say trio i meant group the original group well there's only three people in the first movie so this was a big step up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really
0: expanded in this one.
1: Sheesh, capisce. Well, welcome to the Infinity Watch podcast. Today we are, of course, talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. While it may not have a well-written title, it was a pretty well-written well movie. So Yeah, I would agree. I'll take it. Um, everywhere online I see people talking about this movie, and there's about 17 different ways to shorten this title and talking about it. Um, it just, <laughs> they're all ridiculous. Yeah, it, it, none of them really make any sense. I don't even know what to call it. I'm just, I just keep referring it to it as Spider Verse Two. But yeah, um, I think yeah, I think that's probably the best way. It's a very it's a very wordy title, but uh, we'll move on from that. We're not gonna do uh, too much news or anything today, but <laughs> I was gonna kind of kick us off by just talking about our movie going experience because I think it might be the first time in a long time that we actually watched this film together. Yes, that is a real thing that happened. Yeah. And it's funny because we watch it and then we're like, well, we can't talk about it, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can't yeah, really we talk gave, about it too much.
0: Yeah, we gave some very preliminary thoughts, but
1: uh nothing nothing in depth, really. Yeah. So, here's I just want to I just want to frame this up for everyone that's listening. So, um Eric and I went to go see this opening night. So it was like Thursday at like 6 p.m. And uh, I think the movie said it was going to start at 5.30. So I got there and there was 10 minutes until showtime. And I walked into the theater and there was no one there. And I was like, wait, did I like look at the wrong number or something? And then I looked, I was like, no, I'm good. (laughs) It's just one of those things where people just show up at the last minute now because everyone has assigned seats right um (laughs) yeah i remember like back in the day like when the mcu was first starting uh you could only go at midnight right there wasn't anything before midnight on thursday and we'd be going to theaters where like you'd have a line and then they'd open the door and people would like run in to just grab seats
0: yeah and also people would frequently just like sit on the steps Yes.
1: Oh yeah. Dude, it was this chaos. I'm so glad we don't have to deal with that bullshit anymore. Yeah, agree. Agree. Being able to go see a movie around dinner time and be awake and not have to get there 2 hours before showtime is amazing. And so I I sit down and probably like 5 minutes later, you come walking in. There there had been a couple, maybe like 4 or 5 other people that had come in. So we're just sitting in our seats, we're good to go um not long after like the trailers start and then uh the theater is like filling up as the trailers are going this is like a sold out theater basically yeah and so we're sitting in our row we're just doing our thing holding hands um you know and uh (laughs) cutting holes in our popcorn buckets you know (laughs) yeah you got to get ready for the for the feature (laughs) presentation you don't want to disturb anyone uh and so this group of four dudes They come and sit down, like, right as the movie's starting. And three of them sit to one side of us, and one of the other guys sits to the other side.
0: Well, no, that guy was not part of that group, the the guy that was sitting next to me. Oh, that's right. That was a Lone lone Ranger, and that was also funny because he was, like, one of the first people. it's, It's us sitting in, like, the middle of the row, and then maybe four or five other people scattered throughout the theater. And then this kid comes in and sits directly next to me. So I'm like, uh, unfortunate, yeah. unfortunate, but that, but like the theater eventually started filling up. So it wasn't like, uh, it, like I get that it's assigned seats, but it does still feel weird. It's like an empty theater. And then some random just sits directly next to you.
1: When you're like uh, leaned back, you know, you're comfortable. It just feels like you're sitting next to a stranger on a couch. For sure, for sure, for yeah. sure. But but, anyways, pl- yeah, please continue. <laughs> so, like, they're, like, ta- these, these people are, like, talking back and forth across us for a minute. And, like, the movie is, like, starting. And I'm like, hey, like, guys, do you care if, like, you scooch down one seat so we can all sit together? And... I was like, Well,
0: because this guy, I, I see, I, I see what you're saying. So yeah. there was like a buffer person next yep. to me, and then there was a person next to him that was with that group on the other side. Now this person uh, <laughs> is a fucking liar because he, go, he said he's like, hey, we're all together. I actually got this seat here, but all my friends are on the other side of you. Could you guys just move down one, and right. we could all sit together? Now, the way he presented this is he's like, "Not going to be an issue because this is my seat."
1: Right. So we're trading seats that are that are our own seats. So now, so now, get this. Okay, so so I'm. A, <laughs> you guys
0: I'm, are never going to believe where I'm. This I'm, story's I'm a going.
1: second away from saying "fuck yourself." <laughs> this is my seat. I'm sitting in it. <laughs> but Eric is a nice person. Sometimes, yeah. I think I figured it'd be no problem. And he's like, "Yeah, no big deal." So we just get up, move down a little bit. The seat I was in then was like heating up a little bit better, so I was happy cuz it's fucking freezing in there. And so so I'm sitting down. I don't know Eric if you realize this, but I'm sitting down next to the guy that initiated this, right? And mm-hmm. he's in my old seat. Bro has like a backpack, full-size backpack.
0: Yeah, they yeah. That is apparently
1: full of every candy known to man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude is like pulling out the loudest, crinkliest like full size packs of candy passing them <laughs> down the aisle and shit i smell drugs for sure you know it's just like dudes dudes were wild
0: drugs i mean let's not a weed i could
1: i could smell <laughs> i could smell lsd i could smell yeah, heroin yeah, yeah. no no dudes dudes were just high it was hilarious and so oh, we're sitting there and then some other guys come down and they're like uh these are our seats and they had the receipts to show it And the movie is going on. The movie has started at this point. Yeah, the movie has started. And so the other guy's like, wait a second. He's like, isn't that uh, seat four? And I'm like, bro, (laughs) that's seat 16. (laughs) Like, what is wrong? This guy just had no idea where the fuck he was at. No, no. And so he thought, like, the number started at the other end. He (laughs) had us move into seats that he didn't have. And so we had to move again as the movie started. And then all those guys had to get up and, like, walk down the aisle. And so I'm like, this is fucking crazy. I stayed in my seat. Eric moved over back into the (laughs) one that that I had previously. And so the movie starts for, like, five (laughs) minutes. And then some more people come in. And now this is, like, way down the row from. This this is, like, like the (laughs) other side of the theater. Fifteen seats down. You just hear, um, you're sitting (laughs) in my seat. I don't even think these guys were supposed to be in this movie It's all. very,
0: It's very possible. They just came to the movie theater just high in the stratosphere with oh backpacks filled with treats and a fucking dream.
1: And, so, and they made it.
0: You know what? They made it work, and I respect it.
1: Yeah, I don't respect it, but <laughs> I'm like, here we go. Eric's about to murder somebody because he that already doesn't like that is movie true. theaters. That is true. But I think I was more upset about it than you were. Um
0: I was I was pretty pissed. I was just like, look, this is just what this is the first movie I've been to in years that wasn't a Sunday matinee showing. So like, this had 10 times as many people in a movie theater as I've been in. And now I'm not like is I'm I'm saying this as if I have <laughs> like some weird OCD where I can't be around people. It's not a big deal. I just I think people are shit.
1: Yeah. Trust so, no one. Help no one, man.
0: Yeah. So, so that that's just why I don't. I just prefer the theater a little quieter. It's just a little more relaxing. So this was already yeah. like a fucking uh, hustle and bustle, and especially once the theater. The, the initial thing when I thought this kid had the C, I was like, no big deal. That didn't bother me at all. But when the first people were like, you're in our seats, I was like, okay, I'm going to just murder this kid.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I felt the same way. I was like, you just made me look like an asshole. Yeah,
0: yeah. Absolutely fucking insane. Oh but uh, so anyways.
1: So this is uh, our introduction Don't do to that. This yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a fuck.
0: Yeah. And th- well... You, this isn't part of the movie, so we should probably just tell this story now. The other thing that uh, was driving me—oh, know what you're going <laughs> to was this little little kid who would just yeah. And look, this is a kids' movie. That's that's fine. That's fine. I get it. There's going to be kids there, but this kid is literally like full voice, borderline. I'd say yelling, like clearly trying. No! Clearly trying to get a reaction out of the rest of the theater. Whoever he's with is doing nothing to stop this. He's doing this at every point of silence in the fucking movie. Every single one, he had to pipe up and try to make a little six-year-old joke. No one is telling him to shut the fuck up. And that, like, oh my God. Oh my God.
1: Well people hey, I think people were laughing at what he was saying which was making him talk more.
0: Yeah. I and they and they were all annoying except for the very last one which did actually make me laugh out loud which we'll talk about uh once we I can't well, remember I mean, what it was. Full spoilers for yeah. f- for this whole podcast but still let's work up to it. I don't necessarily want to Yeah. want to uh but yeah, but but um also uh i got what i took as a compliment where someone told me i looked like um jack quaid who at the time i didn't even realize it was in this fucking movie (laughs) he he voiced one of the spider-men
1: always in this movie when you look up the person and you're like good they're not ugly
0: yeah yeah the uh the girl taking the tickets was like anybody ever told you what celebrity you look like? And, and I was like... Carrot she- Yeah, I was like, Ed Sheeran I get a lot. And she's like, no, no. Uh, and she was like, you ever seen the Scream movie? It's Richie from Scream. And I was like, I've never seen Scream. But then I looked him up, and it's Huey from The Boys. For anybody who listens to this podcast, you probably know that. But, um, but yeah, I was like, oh, I'll take that all fucking day. Appreciate it.
1: Bro, I'll no- definitely be hearing from the boys. More brutal than being compared to Ed Sheeran.
0: No, I know it's crazy. That's I mean, I like it's just it comes with the territory of uh, being a ginger, you know. As yep. you know, maybe more so a curl. Well, no, Ed Sheeran's got straight hair though, doesn't he?
1: Yeah. Maybe
0: it's just because my hair's like a little. Maybe it's your lazy eye. Yeah, yeah, it's probably my lazy eye.
1: <laughs> I don't know how people see it, you know, in your pants, but you know. Oh, All right, let's get man. back onto it. Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Uh, I always have to point out that uh, Eric thought the first movie was going to be trash. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. just have to remind everyone that I did. I did. Which was but, actually a pretty valid, you know? <laughs> it was, yeah, and it was I very didn't different, like. You know.
0: I mean, as soon as I saw it, I was like, okay, I was wrong. It was. It wasn't trash. But uh, yeah, it's just a, It's just kind of a wild. You know, there's, there had never been animation on that level before, and and I will say, for this movie, while the animation continued to be inventive and interesting, and I would say even better than okay, the one. Okay, I was just about to one, ask you, do you
1: think it was better or worse? Or so,
0: same? I do think it was better, however, oh boy. I do think at points, particularly during the beginning, it... It was pretty overwhelming. I was like, "This is a lot." Like, uh, well, I think maybe that's because, a like,
1: in, in Gwen Stacy's Earth, it was very watercolory, yes. changey, which I actually liked a lot. I thought that was super cool. How they were all so massively different. Um,
0: I mean, I, I like how it's different, but it was just it, it, it was just a little overwhelming to my eyes, um, and and that. I think this movie for sure got. I like the intro fine. I, I I didn't dislike anything, but I think it for sure got better as it went, and I think it had like a crazy slow start for me personally.
1: What well, is interesting that like obviously we had the after credit scene from the first film, um of of Gwen coming back and saying like, hey, you want to come, um. And I'd say like the first twenty to thirty minutes of this movie was leading up to that scene.
0: Yes. And yeah. So
1: I I didn't quite expect that to happen. Um, it didn't bother me as much as I I don't think as it bothered you. But um, that being said, I don't know this this movie as a sequel. I thought they hit it out of the park. I really didn't anticipate it being as good as the first one. And I didn't see how that they were going to do that. And the trailers made me think it wasn't going to be as good because they were going a little like deep end into the spider verse kind of concept. But uh, I have to give them kudos. I think they pulled it off.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, overall, I really liked this movie and we have both, we've talked about this a little bit when I first got out of it, I was like, that was really good. I really liked that. I don't know if I liked it more than the first one. But like the more time spent thinking about it, I'm like, damn, no, I did. I think I did like that more than the first one. It was like it's like definitely a grower.
1: Yes. I I think uh I think I need to see it again. Actually, I've been thinking about going to see it again ever since We've been talking about it. I was like, I probably should go see it again when I'm not moving seats several times. And <laughs> yeah. don't have children I, screaming, but you know. Yeah. I'm really I'm looking forward to when it comes
0: out on digital. That's one I'm gonna I'm gonna watch thoroughly. Uh just in, in the comfort of my own home. And uh I'm I'm gonna really
1: enjoy that. I might experience. need to rewatch the first one and then go see it. I, again. I
0: was thinking that too. I feel like maybe I'm misremembering, but I just feel like this one has like a a little bit more of like, uh, like a mature not, yeah, maybe just like a little more of like a mature vibe than the first one. I feel like the first one was maybe a little bit more rompy, and this one was like a a little bit less rompy and a little bit more like some serious shit is going think, on in this movie.
1: I think for me, what makes me. I think I like it more. I need to watch the first one again. Sure, but the first one is like very thoroughly a origin story.
0: True, true,
1: true. And true, true. I hate most origin stories uh, when I already know kind of the character and everything. And so the I think the entire time in the first one, while I enjoyed it a lot, let me reiterate that. Uh, I was like, man, I just want, like, Miles Morales Spider-Man, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, when you're able to just jump into it, like, I was all about it. So, um, that might play a little bit into it. But I need to watch it again, for sure. But uh, do you want to step through it? Yes. I'd love to. All right. So, we open up again. I thought it was interesting that it kind of opens up with that Comics Code Authority logo. Yeah. I wonder what, like, the the meaning is behind doing that again. I wasn't sh- I wasn't sure I got that, but I was like, okay, it doesn't really matter. Um but the story starts off on Earth 65, which is the Spider Gwen Gwen Stacy kind of world. Um where what was it? Peter is dead, right? Mhm. Because he turned himself into some the lizard, yeah, scientific freak lizard and was going to kill a bully, essentially, and uh, died in the process. And so she is Spider-Woman in that realm, and her dad is on the hunt for Spider-Woman, not knowing it's his own daughter.
0: Yes. Um, And what's interesting is I'm pretty sure, like, they call her by name Spider-Woman, someone does in this
1: movie, right? Uh, I think the other Spider-Woman does. Yeah. The other dimension, yeah.
0: And that makes the third superhero identity. We got Spider Gwen, we got Ghost Spider, and we got Spider Woman now.
1: That I like is, uh, Spider Gwen, but I, you also can't really call her that in universe. Right? Yeah, yeah.
0: And I, yeah, I don't mind Ghost Spider either, but it's like it doesn't quite, doesn't quite like come off the tongue.
1: But man, that suit just oh,
0: perfect. Oh, it's awesome! So it. good, so good. Such an amazing design.
1: So the big battle here kind of starts off. I thought this was interesting. She is at the Guggenheim Museum in Manhattan, and she ends up fighting like a, like a Italian Renaissance version of the vulture. <laughs> D- da Vinci vulture. Yeah. He looks <laughs> just vulture. like... Da vulture. Da <laughs> vulture. Um, and so... I'm trying to remember she's fighting him for a while, but then is it, is it Miguel O'Hara and Jessica drew both arrive to help her fight the vulture? I think, uh, to be honest,
0: I forgot Miguel showed up in that first fight. <laughs> I, I just, I just remember, uh, Jessica drew mostly, uh, cause she's, you know, riding around on her motorcycle and also is pregnant.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure he's there. I think you're probably right. This is like demonstrating that they all have those kind of multiversal traveling watches that help them go from universe to universe and also make sure that they don't like glitch like crazy when they're in a different universe. Um, And so the other spider people help Spider Gwen take down the vulture and it seemed like he was actually really difficult to beat. It was a long battle. At least that's what it felt like to me. Um, But eventually uh the beginning wraps up with Gwen revealing to her father that she is Spider-Woman and he basically tries to arrest her yeah and it's at that point that she kind of goes through um a different dimensional portal with the other spider people and leaves and this is how she actually gets like membership to the spider I don't know, what what do they call it? Do they have a name? <laughs> the Spider Society?
0: Yeah, 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 I think so.
1: The so Spider she didn't Brigade. have, she didn't have like the little multiversal watch yet, I don't think. This is how she earned it, I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Sorry, I'm just, there's so much that happened in this movie. To remember yeah,
0: it yeah, it's, yeah, and we're gonna for sure miss some big things and and mess up the timing of some things so this is just
1: uh if we mess it up just call into the program that's true and let us know and we'll uh correct it on air so there you go yeah and so yeah that's that's kind of like the beginning of the movie um now i will say during this
0: this was the this was the the scene that like most visually overwhelmed me like i was not i was still pretty like i don't know if i'm going to be able to deal with this if if the whole movie's like this and it wasn't but like all the glitching was like w- too much for me i did not enjoy it um i liked what was going on like i liked the the you know uh, Jessica Drew popping up and Gwen doing her thing but visually there it, it was uh I was not a fan of this scene pretty much everything after this scene I was like okay like we're on board I'm locked in and every, literally everything on screen is not blipping out anymore like it was in that first scene um but that, that's probably, like, my biggest criticism of the movie is just, one, this scene was 20 minutes too long.
1: And, two, it was, like,
0: just visually overwhelming.
1: It reminded me a lot of uh comics artist David Mack, who is known for, like, Jessica Jones and some Daredevil comics. And he would draw pages in, like, watercolors, basically. He'd paint them. Oh. um, But it would be very, like, they looked like watercolors, right? Because every scene um in earth 65 was seemingly kind of watercolor-y where you could feel the background kind of dripping down and as the scene went on it would change visually um i thought it looked really cool but it it was a lot
0: yeah it's just a lot lot. Uh, and and i think i will probably enjoy it a lot more on like a smaller screen i was just like you know, you're watching on a huge screen. You're just like, holy shit, what is even going on? When you had why? had some of that
1: candy that that guy had given you.
0: yeah. I mean, oh, I wish if you would have offered. That, that was the <laughs> only reason why the screen
1: was dripping down for me, I think. Yeah. You know, whatever it was that was in that candy. So, yeah, it was interesting, though. I I, I liked it. It was definitely a bit different. Um,
0: oh, yeah, it was definitely unique and, and like
1: cool. But I do think I, I strongly
0: suspect I will like it a lot better on like a normal size TV.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so I think at this point, we cut back to Miles Morales. So that's Earth 1610. Now, did you? I didn't
0: catch this until the very last one. But these are all, I don't know if it's meant to be acts, but at the beginning of each act, it shows like, an issue one with Gwen Stacy on the issue. Then for act two, it was issue two with miles Morales on the, on the, on the issue. It is like when, when they showed like the comic book. Yeah. Um, I thought that was just like their way of like recapping something really quick. No I think it, I think it was like an, a new act to 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 the movie because then later like way later way after Miguel had been introduced I think it was act 4 or 5 it was Spider-Man 2099 right. and I was like and I was like oh shit okay I understand I and I hadn't I didn't because that didn't click it, it, for me in until the first
1: movie they used that device as like a character introduction for each of the spider people
0: yes yes and maybe maybe it was doing double duty But like they, but I, but I, why would they number them like one, two, three, four, five? Yeah, that's Um, interesting. I'll have to look out for that.
1: I'm definitely gonna go see this movie again. I need to at this point. (laughs) I've decided in this moment that it's happening. Okay, I'm definitely gonna look out for that. Um, so it's been like a year and a half almost since the destruction of the collider at Alchemax will be very important oh um, yeah
0: i got some stuff yeah.
1: to say i mean
0: i've been doing research we're gonna talk about alchemax
1: We can get all the details all the scoops um and so at this point like miles morales has been spider-man for a while um he's missing gwen a whole bunch and still kind of struggling to be a kid and spider-man at the same time very basic spider-man shit right classic um he is on his way to like a, like a parent teacher meeting kind of deal. Um, And that's when he gets into a battle with the spot, which is the first encounter with the main villain. Um, I know the spot from daredevil comics written by Mark Wade. I always thought he was kind of a cool villain just because his power set is interesting. Being able to like move between places kind of willy nilly. I thought that the visuals of this character were so fucking cool
0: yeah yeah i i agree this was still this was still in the transitionary period for me where i was like unsure after that first scene and then very quickly i was like okay i see i see where we're going with this and i'm and i'm into it i'm on board and uh yeah big part of that was just all the all like the weirdness that this guy can do with his powers intentional and unintentional
1: yeah so when 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 we first see him in this battle with miles when he's just trying to get to school because his parents are waiting for him they're like sitting in like a counselor's office or teacher's office i don't know what it is and the spot uh we find out was a scientist um whose body kind of got infused with all these different portals from different dimensions kind of almost after the Alchemex collider exploded and he blames Miles Morales for this um because we find out that there's like a scene in the first movie um where I think like he gets hit with a donut he's like one of the scientists at Alchemex or he hits hit with a donut or a bagel or something and that's actually the guy that becomes the spot um <laughs> but at this point the spot doesn't really understand his own powers and he's just trying to rob like an ATM and doesn't really know how to do it well. And so it kind of creates this fun little scene where, you know, this terrible villain with super with really cool superpowers is kind of sucking at being a a villain.
0: Yeah. And not only that you do, I don't know how effective this was because he pretty quickly just becomes full insane. But, uh, you do kind of have a little sympathy for him because he's like this is my body like how am i gonna get a job i can't get a job like this like i have to i have to do this to survive and it's like oh shit like yeah that that makes some sense in like a crazy super powered society if your body is just a weird like yeah he's like
1: i'm not even wearing anything right now he's just naked yeah he got ah uh, barbied. He didn't have any genitals whatsoever, yeah, yeah, that's for that's sure, like. but I thought it was really interesting. um, they kind of reveal to us that the spider that bit that bit miles came from a different universe mm-hmm. when he, when that scientist was testing the collider. And so that kind of leads into the greater story, which is super interesting. Um, that we'll talk about a little bit later.
0: Yeah. Now I don't really remember this from the first movie. Maybe it was a, like very clear that that spider came from a different universe, even in that movie. But I was listening to a different podcast today, and apparently, at the very least, in the first movie, that spider was like glitchy. Like, so it, so it at least like showed the in the movie universe signs of being in the wrong universe because that spider glitched out. I'm like, whoa, that's fucking crazy that they like.
1: Now I need to watch that movie like tonight. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. Yeah, that would be crazy. Um, You know, at this point in Hollywood and everything, I am not used to a lot of movies really being well thought out when it comes to sequels. And most of it seems like it's, it's all just uh, written kind of in hindsight without being planned ahead of time. So if that's yep. the case, I'm like, damn. Yeah, can yeah, we get some more of that shit? Right. <laughs> because if that's true, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and so I think for the spot, what eventually happens is he like transports himself into like just like a black void, like of nothingness. And it's in this space where he learns he can like basically jump to other universes, but he can only go to other universes that contain an alchemex Collider or something. Or maybe he only goes to those places so he can use them to make himself stronger. I think that's what it was. Yeah, I don't. I don't quite remember. So I think but he I know, can go anywhere, but he's he's choosing the Alchemex Collider places so he can make himself better.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because obviously, there's plenty of places where there's no Alchemex Collider, because there could be places where it's just like fucking dinosaurs or some shit. I don't know. Right. So that's the spot. Um, and so I think at this point we.
0: Um, so there's so there's kind of a fun scene where Miles very briefly um catches the spot and the way he does it is is very similar to like Spider-Man versus Doctor Strange with the portal um and uh in in terms of like webbing through a portal and like it's 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 like real fucky and uh and and cool but um but then he uh, he has a kind of a funny scene where he's talking to his dad as Spider Man. <laughs>
1: I love that. Part.
0: Um, yeah, but uh, but obviously his dad doesn't know he's Spider Man, so he's just he's trying to get information. Like, uh, yeah. So what do you what do you think of your son? Like he's doing pretty good, right? <laughs> and uh, oh fuck, what did he? God, I don't remember. There, there, there's a part that kind of made me chuckle. But uh, but it, but it was a it was a good scene. Oh, yeah. He's like, well, maybe he's just afraid to talk to you. <laughs> and he's like, why would he be afraid to talk to me? <laughs> like yells.
1: He's like, alrighty. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was some good shit. I really I really enjoyed that. Yeah, this movie had a lot of like. This
0: movie had a lot of heart in the way that I think heart is. Actually should be and not in the way that people now consider what heart is in movies, which is just like James Gunn and shit. Like yeah. this movie had like real heart, in my opinion, like well, very because, like
1: this movie. You didn't need like your dad fucking dying for heart, you know? Yeah, I think that's my problem with like a lot of movies. And I think you're right with like the James Gunnism. ism is that like obviously there's like emotional scenes with that stuff. But like you need to be able to have emotional scenes without having like the gravest of circumstances all the time. I, yes, I agree. And also on
0: top of that, I think it's also part when you do have an emotional scene that is often, uh, you know, bigger than it has to be because it's like tragic, then it's immediately undercut with some bullshit joke. Yeah. in like all the time. It's like this movie like didn't feel like it needed. It was like there were funny parts. But it I don't think it felt like it needed to be a joke a minute. Like, a, like most James Gunn movies I would say. Yeah.
1: I mean like I don't want to beat a dead horse. But as much as I love Thor Ragnarok. I will never get over the fact that we watch Thor's home getting destroyed and then it's immediately followed up with a korg joke
0: yeah it's yeah it's uh it just it's not um, not a good movie no
1: know, know your moments <laughs> you know it's just, you know, it's just <laughs> i just can't I just yeah can't. this this movie knew its moments for yeah sure. there was only a few moments where i i was bothered or pulled out um and i can talk about those in a bit but yeah yeah i'd love to hear. um for the most part, it was like forgivable shit that I was just like, okay, whatever. I'll be fine, you know.
0: Oh, you know another thing that I that uh we may be about to pass by. You might have been talking about this, or you might have been about to talk about this. When the spot was figuring out that he could like universe jump, and he was jumping from like universe to universe to universe. Maybe you knew this, so I have seen the first Venom movie many years ago. I don't remember shit about it, but the scene where the spot was in the real world yep. and he was talking to that woman—that's like a character
1: from the Venom movies. Yeah, Did you know that, dude? That was one of the cringe moments for me. I was like, I didn't know that, so I didn't catch it. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the thing—is like, I don't know when when you're doing Easter eggs like that you can't hit it on the nose that much because for most people, they're just like, what is the joke here? Like, yeah, is I, I didn't. Yeah. You know, it's just like some random lady and it's like, okay, Sony, like that, that to me reeked of like a studio exec being like, let's tie into this, to the yeah. venom universe <laughs> Yeah. and yeah. put a scene in with the venom character. Like I can hundred <laughs> percent see that email in my brain from some idiot. Oh yeah. And just, I'll just say right now that, when eventually miles morales kind of goes to like the nexus world whatever it's called where like all the spider people are at oh that's nueva york baby yeah nueva Nueva york nueva uh, york when we see clips from like the previous spider-man movies as yeah, so like they're looking at all these different universes it was just like a little bit on the nose yes there was one
0: live action cameo that i've absolutely fucking loved and the and the rest of them, I
1: was like, eh, that was a little weird. What was the one that you liked? Was it the uh childish gambino? Oh, you already know it was childish gambino. Yeah, yeah I wasn't expecting that one either, because No, me neither. It it would allude to the fact that they're tying into the MCU Spider-Man movies. Yes. That one. Yes. Um there was also a reference to um, you know, Doctor Strange and that in that weird kid from Earth one ninety nine ninety nine. Yep. Um, which is definitely a reference to um, the MCU as well. Though I thought it was funny that they don't refer to him as Spider-Man or Peter Parker because obviously no one knows who Peter Parker is anymore, right?
0: Whoa! Wow, yeah. That's that's such a great... I mean, that may be for that reason or it may be because the studios don't want to play nice still all the time but that's like a brilliant uh, excuse <laughs> I think
1: I think that's what that was doing um, yeah the quote was don't even get me started on Doctor Strange and that skinny nerd from Earth 199 999 so wow I think that was on purpose but was, I love it could be I a happy it. accident Um, alright but just before we forget about it there is a hundred percent chance, hundred percent chance that Tom Holland is in the next movie, live action.
0: Uh, in what, like, all maybe I know, for five all, seconds. All I we know that.
1: is that the next one is called Spider Man Beyond the Spider Verse, and I just think Tom Holland is a hundred percent going to be in it for more than just a few seconds.
0: I mean, that'd be cool. that would be cool. I now trust this creative team, so that would
1: be cool. but it's gonna be some who Framed Roger Rabbit shit, man. yeah, shit.
0: if they can pull
1: that off, oh my god
0: that's uh if if the, if they can pull off the third movie in this trilogy in any way, this will be the best superhero movie trilogy, yeah. Uh, what what would be the what would be the best superhero trilogy right now? I mean the the current Spider Man's probably up there. The live action one's yes. probably up. there. Yeah,
1: that's that's pretty. Yeah,
0: and I would argue Captain America,
1: but people Captain argue America. against that. I mean, like you can't call the Avengers a trilogy, so that no, kind of takes no, that no, no, out. No, no, no,
0: no, no. Um, uh, people would say Dark Knight, but the, that last movie, the is Dark Knight Rises, Dark shit.
1: Is, is trash. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think you might be right that. That the actual MCU Spider-Man trilogy is probably like the most consistently good. People would say Guardians. People would put Guardians up there. Uh, Yeah. Don't even get me started on that shit. (laughs) Uh, See, I think like I I thought I was going crazy for a bit. And then we watched this movie. And I left. And as I was walking to the bar after the movie, I was like, no, I'm not crazy. That this movie is a good movie yes yes it is objectively yes. good movie yeah Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was not it was fine y- yeah I, I, I agree I agree I enjoyed it I think a
0: fine movie has like different has a more varied level of like entertainment experience for different people like a good movie I think most people can agree like that was a good fucking movie
1: Yeah, a fine movie, movie is was more great. it was a great yeah. movie but yeah. yeah, I don't. Don't let me get down that path. Oh man, <laughs> I forgot about. It. Okay, so back in the movie, um, we see Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Gwen, and Miles <laughs> reconnect. And so we find out that Gwen is tracking the spot across several dimensions, um, and she kind of takes a break from watching him so that she can reconnect with Miles.
0: Yeah, which we learned later. uh, They told her not to do.
1: But she did it anyways, so shout out to Gwen. Yeah, because what's-his-face is like, don't be hanging out with Miles.
0: Yeah, what's-his-face being Miguel?
1: Miguel, I couldn't remember his first name. (laughs) Spider-Man 2099.
0: I forgot, so we'll get into this later, but this movie really... I, I I love Spidey 2099, and this movie encouraged me, I, like, I haven't really thought about that character for, like, many years, but this movie encouraged me to go back and reread the initial Spider-Man 2099 comics. So it's only, like, 40, 50 issues, so it's not crazy, and I've done it, like, years and years ago, and I remember really only, liking only it. only 40, 50. I mean, compared to, you know, the ones with, like, thousands. Yeah. Um but uh i was shocked to learn i totally forgot that in in the comics at least in the early comics sometimes people use the nickname mike for miguel <laughs> mike o'hara and that really threw me off i was like who the fuck is mike like, like oh yeah this hey true mike. believers
1: i know you don't like mexican names so we're gonna change it to like,
0: mike that is yeah their head is i mean it was the 90s yeah <laughs> there's only white people <laughs> there, in there the might 90s. there might have been a little bit of that but uh but uh, amazing comic book series we'll talk about it later and amazing character i fucking love miguel
1: o'hara he's the best yeah he was interesting he's he's one of the few characters that i know absolutely nothing about and so it's it's been kind of exciting because most of the time I go into these movies with all these preconceived notions about what something should be. And I don't think that I am one of those people um that is like this character needs to be XYZ. I really don't care yeah, yeah. if they change anything. Um but it is interesting just like I don't know anything, you know. And so I'm like like what is this guy? Like what makes him tick? Why is yeah. he the way that he is? So
0: you um, let me know at what point during this podcast you would like me to give you a full recap of the absolutely fucking insane way that Miguel O'Hara gets his spider powers. Oh, uh,
1: OK. OK. I, I will let you know probably in like okay. five minutes when I right. get to his introduction. All and we'll right. Go through it. Um, so basically, Gwen is chasing the spot and he is just like causing all this all these problems and he eventually jumps from this this dimension to a new one uh which is like India in New York it's called Mumbai right is it Mumbai yeah it's uh M- Mumbai and Manhattan right and so miles kind of secretly watches gwen open a portal to follow him he uses his uh, invisibility power, yeah. which is fucking OP. He uh, he has so many cool powers that normal yeah. Spider-Man does not have. Um, and so he actually chooses to follow her into this new Earth, which is called Earth 50101. I don't know who comes up with these numbers, but they do. <laughs> um, and so it's one of my favorite characters. I think yours, too, is they encounter uh, a new Spider-Man called Paviter. Rob harker yeah, like yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: oh, so good yeah.
0: amazing hair amazing new design for the movie his design in the comics
1: sucks compared to this design yeah so good and then they also uh they also meet uh, another spider-man that's called spider-punk and it's like this like british rocker spider-man guy <laughs> you want to know
0: a <laughs> Dark fun fact about Spider-Punk Spider, Spider Punk that I saw on Twitter.
1: Oh, geez. Hit me with it.
0: So, um, Spider-Punk, very cool design. You might notice that on his boots, he's wearing blue shoelaces. Apparently, now, Spider-Punk in this movie, I'm not super familiar with this character, but in this movie, at least he's very anti-capitalist, very fuck the system, very fuck the billionaires. I love it personally uh but apparently and he's got those blue shoelaces and apparently (laughs) blue shoelaces sometimes means that you have killed a police officer what so spider punk is as punk as it fucking gets dude oh my (laughs) god! like if that if that was in any way intentional from the animators
1: and designers. That is crazy. Someone got away with that without explaining.
0: Yeah, that is fucking crazy.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, that character was wild, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> I, wild. Did,
0: I did like that character. It was really funny.
1: So all these spider people end up battling the spot who is basically on that world to absorb all the power from their Alchemex Collider. Um, and what happens? Miles like sees a vision, um, of like his dad dying at the hands of the spot, like right before he gets away or something, which like freaks him out. Um, but then in the middle of all the chaos, he ends up saving the police captain who happens to be the dad of the Indian Spider-Man's girlfriend. That yes. was a big sentence with a lot of stuff happening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but we find out that like Miguel and all of his spider people at the Spider Society, they try to protect these things that they call canon events, which are supposed to be like important, like life altering story points for all these different dimension spider people. And they're supposed to let them happen because if they don't let them happen, then their world start to like implode.
0: Well, apparently only sometimes. So. Yeah.
1: I, I hope that's made more
0: clear. Yeah. Um, and I have devised the world's leading theory on this that we will get into a little bit later. I think maybe we should get a little more context of what happened yep. in this movie. Um, but is this is this the point where we meet Miguel O'Hara in
1: this um, movie? Just about. So at this point, a bunch of members of the Spider Society... They arrive and they're looking at the damage of like this dimensional ana- anomaly that's forming because Miles oh. saved this girl's dad from dying. Um And Miles, Gwen and Spider Punk are sent to the Spider Society headquarters on Earth 928, where there's all these different variants of Spider-Man. They live in this huge complex and they finally meet up with miguel and are joined by the peter parker from the last movie and his new daughter mayday um and so this is the scene where miguel will explain that each spider-man story contains canon events like the death of the dad close to spider-man and anytime they uh stray from those events it threatens the fabric of the multiverse and now this is where you can explain miguel okay so i
0: think I think it, maybe his origin was slightly different in this movie, or or maybe it works together just because it wasn't as detailed. But I just read um, these the issues of of the comic uh, like a couple days ago, and this it blew my mind to be reminded of how fucking crazy this is. So Miguel O'Hara is a scientist at Alchemax in the year twenty ninety nine. Very, very smart. he's like uh he's like a t- like top scientist as all the Marvel heroes are. They're like they're not just kind of a genius. They're like the best genius. uh So this guy's the best genius. He works with an an assistant or a fellow scientist who he is like wildly an asshole too. Like I was reading it and I was like is are, are the is this like what the 90s thought as like joking <laughs> colleague banter? Like it, it's crazy. It's just like ha, you're fucking so ugly and fat, you idiot bitch. It's like it's literally like that level of like 90s just like shade crazy. So like they hate each other, him and his partner, but they are working on this Uh, technology to basically take like a DNA imprint of an animal imprint it onto another animal they're having success with apes Um, they and they are Miguel at least is kind of explaining to a donor or something or maybe the CEO like look like the potential of this was seen in the past with like Spider-Man Like, this is basically what happened to him. Like, he just had spider DNA, and he got all the benefits of a spider, and no downside. That's just, that's what we're trying to do with this technology, but we'll be able to do it with any animal and imprint it onto, like, any other animal. Um, So. If you like sloth, man, that would suck. (laughs) Yeah. So he's like, but, I think he was telling the CEO, he's like, but, he's like, you know, we can't, like, this is, like obviously really complex shit. We can't rush the trials. We're not ready for human trials. So the CEO's like, well, good news. We got a basically a death row inmate that offered himself up to science so we can use him as human trials. And Miguel's like, that's, that's fucking crazy. Like, we can't do that. Like, it's just not ready. Like, it could be dangerous. It doesn't matter if this guy's an inmate or not. CEO's like, fuck you, do it. So him and his partner do it. And this guy becomes um, just like absolutely deformed and fucked. And he dies immediately. Damn. So after this, Miguel walks up to his CEO's office and is like, I'm out. I like I can't do it. That That was insane. You're insane. I quit. So the CEO's like, look, that sucks. I get it um you had a great career here let's let's have a toast to your to your success now this this is all very relevant to how he becomes spider-man and why it's so fucking crazy uh i know this is long but 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 we're getting there so he takes a drink the ceo is basically just like gotcha bitch you know what you just drunk the most addictive drug in the entire world. What? And you're gonna need to be re-upped, or you're gonna like every day, or you're gonna like die. So I guess you have to continue working here. Or no, he's like, he's like, you know, you're free to leave, but that addiction's a bitch, bro. So you're you're probably oh gonna God. end up on the street. What is this, like liquid so,
1: heroin or something? Jesus.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's basically, yeah. Um, it's just like super addictive and withdrawals will kill you. So and and this is, like, this is kind of, like, a, a rampant issue in, in, like, the year 2099 New York, Nueva York. Um, so, Miguel's, like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, dude. So, he leaves. He's freaking out. Um, he He goes home. He, like, cancels plans with his girlfriend because he's, like, I'm gonna be, like, an addict now. He's, like, I'm, like... I'm fucked. So what he eventually does is he goes back to the office, kind of, sort of, like, he doesn't really break in. Like, he still has, like, access. But, like, it's, like, after hours. He goes to his office. Uh, You discover that in the process of his research, Miguel has uploaded a full um, file of his own DNA. So he's like, look. I'm I'm gonna take a swing and just see if I can imprint my own DNA from like a month ago onto me right now to like wipe this disease uh, from from my body. Okay. Um so, which and up to this point, as I was reading this, I was like, This is like a really like sick story. This was all one issue. Yeah, it's like that's interesting. this is like very solid for 90s comics uh storytelling.
1: Yeah, most of them are shit.
0: Yeah, they are. Like I was like really gripped. So, he goes in here. He's like, "All right, look, loads up his own his own DNA from his research, goes into the machine come to find out his little fuckhead partner Aaron <laughs> is creeping around and he's like and he's like, "What is this guy doing?" Like, he's coming in after hours like using the machine. It's like Let's ruin this guy's day. Basically, he is trying to murder him. Like, like it's, yeah, it's
1: like dude, what the heck? It,
0: so he's like, I'm gonna also upload spider DNA. <laughs> um, so he's like, so he's gonna come out like a crazy. because the last guy they tried this with came out like a hideous monster, but he didn't have also his own DNA in the machine. So I'm assuming, I mean, I you know, I'm three issues in, I'm assuming that's the secret. Um, so adds in the spider, adds in the old Miguel DNA with the current Miguel DNA, goes in the machine. Uh, basically Miguel does kind of mutate, but it's not like hideous. It's like, he kind of becomes like a vampire thing. They even showed it in this movie where he has claws. Um, that is like a classic Spider-Man 2099. Like he doesn't have like spider legs. He has like actual claws and he has like fangs. Um so and he has like claws on his like feet too and they're like retractable so like that's how he has his like grippiness um and and that and that's his origin and i just think it's fucking crazy that he became like an addict and then he uses i just think that's like a really interesting origin story and i liked it a lot i wonder and if I you're gonna show glad. any of
1: this in the next movie or something yeah yeah some variation of it
0: yeah, it's it's really it's really interesting. I fucking love Miguel O'Hara. You just drank a heroin
1: milkshake, bud. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sorry about that. Wild man. Wild. Oh man. And so he's like in charge of everything. We don't really know why he's in charge of everything at Spider Society. He kind of seems like kind of like the lone big guy at the top who just tells everyone what to do and everyone just does it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um and so, basically, after he after Miguel explains these whole canon events, and he's super pissed at Miles for stopping the one happening in Moombatin, or Moombatin, whatever you want to call it. Um, he kind of realizes that his vision of his dad dying um, at the hands of the spot is likely to be his canon event, because it's supposed to happen... In two days when his dad is being promoted to police captain. That's when it happens. And so he he starts arguing with Miguel, who basically is like, too bad, you're gonna be in spider jail, you're gonna stay here, and your dad's gonna die. Um <laughs> that's how I am in, in you know envision him. But yeah, um bas- he- basically he- spider punk helps him break free because he's like fuck prison.
0: Yeah, yeah. God, I love yeah, man, I love that character so much. It's, that's one of those I I didn't appreciate him enough as I was watching the film, and I can't wait to I can't wait to see it again. But Miles also un- unveils a pretty cool uh, little new technique with his what's it called the venom sting. He like yeah. charges it up.
1: Yeah, he was like using his fingers to like charge up a sting. Um, but then I think it's also Spider Punk again that's like, don't just use your fingertips. Yeah, use you- your whole, whole hand. And that helps him like break out of all these like little force fields and things that people are trying to throw around him. Yeah. Um.
0: How, how did you feel about? I thought it was interesting that they that they uh, obviously Miles has a big crush on Gwen. Um. For most of the movie, it was a little unclear how to what level that was reciprocated. I think it was probably implied it was, it was at least somewhat reciprocated. Yeah. I think um, so. But then. Uh, Hobie, Spider Punk, uh, is kind of seen as like m- maybe potentially, if not a crush that Gwen has, at least some kind of uh, threatening figure to Miles.
1: <laughs> yeah, because she spends time in his universe every now <laughs> yeah. and then.
0: Yeah. And he's like so, like painfully
1: like cool and like a stereotypical kind of just like UK punk kind of way. I kind of took that as I take Spider-Punk as being like, he's his own dude and he doesn't believe in all the dogma that Miguel is spewing. And so I think Gwen is also the same way because she was kind of reluctantly accepted into the Spider-Society. Yeah, yeah. so she probably likes hanging out with him because all these other people are so uppity about all this shit. And I don't think either of them are. But yeah, it was played off for sure as kind of he's the foil because she's been hanging out with him a whole bunch. Yeah,
0: and I did like it's like Miles got a little jealous, but I think he learned like pretty quickly. It was like a quick arc of he's like, "Okay, no, like this guy's cool." Yeah. Like we we're, we're, we're all friends here.
1: Yep. Absolutely <laughs> agree. Um I would say, let's see. I'm trying to remember if this is the time to Okay, yeah. I think I think we're at the part where I thought we were at. Um so spider punk helps miles break loose and he basically uses a portal to escape the spider society and so miguel goes nuts and he orders all of the spider men women whatever to capture miles and this like results in this crazy action sequence everyone's chasing everyone through i really think that miles probably shouldn't have been able to get away as well as he does but it's just like a fun sequence you just let it go Um, so
0: i think i heard a Again, so this is kind of a secondhand retelling of of a theory I heard from the uh, the Weekly Planet podcast, um, which I listened to. But I but I think it makes sense. The reason why Miles is able to do this shit is because he's like the Spider Man that was never supposed to be. So it's like that's why he has these extra powers. That's why like he has this sense of he's not a Peter Parker or any version of a Peter Parker. Like he's, he's miles Morales. So, so maybe that's why he's able to kind of outwit all the Peters. Um, And you know, it's not all Peters. Like there's Gwen's there's MJ's there's Miguel's there's everybody. But um, I thought that was interesting of like, he's kind of like the Spider-Man outside of time, outside of the
1: universes. Right. Um, Like
0: he's like the mistake. So that's why he has these abilities.
1: And this is the point in the movie that we find that out, because once Miles is finally kind of caught or at least pinned down by Miguel, he basically tells him that, Miles, you're the original anomaly. You were never supposed to be Spider-Man. And um, the spider that bit him came from a different world than his own. And so there's no Spider-Man in that world at all. Oh. And and
0: if there was a Spider-Man in that world, then there never would have been a spot in Miles's world, and and thus none of
1: this would have ever happened. Um, right, because that Spider-Man dies. Right. Yeah. And, well, that, well, that's
0: oh, that's a different ooh, one, right? Yeah, it's remember. like the the Spider-Man from Universe Forty Two just never existed. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm, um, ex- I'm
1: confusing that one. And so yeah, that that Spider-Man. Uh, would have existed if it wasn't for that spider being in the other universe and yep. biting Miles. Yep.
0: Um, this is so fucking convoluted.
1: It, it really for, is, it's but insane. it works so well in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of astounding that it does. Um, but Miles ends up getting away. He flees with the help of like this little like AI girl, Spider Woman, Spider Bite. Yep, Spider Bite. Um, completely forgot. Love her Spider name. Bite. And basically, we are led to believe that he just returns to his home world, right? Um,
0: And the reason for that is because he uses that machine that basically detects like where your dna is from it's like what universe are you from and so this was a this was a i thought a very effective and amazing reveal where like it detects miles's dna sends it back to his universe but even when he gets back it's like a little dark and a little gloomy but you're still not it's like maybe it's just nighttime maybe it's like a stormy day but then he's like talking to his mom and this whole movie has been struggling with like basically coming out as Spider-Man to his parents. And like, should he do it? Shouldn't he do it? Um, But his parents know he's been lying. And so he's coming out to his mom. Like, Mom, I'm Spider-Man. And she's like, who the fuck's Spider-Man? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? And then that's the reveal of like, oh, my God, he got sent to Universe 42 because that's the DNA from the spider that bit
1: him. Right. Yeah, so it sensed the DNA from the spider that shouldn't have been in the universe that it was and sent him to the universe where there was no Spider-Man. And so he encounters his dead uncle, Aaron Davis, Yep. and he finds out that his dad has already died. He's on Earth-42. And his uncle Aaron ends up interrogating him and then is very quickly joined by the Miles Morales of Earth-42, who instead of Uncle Aaron becoming the Prowler, he has become the Prowler. Yeah. Which was crazy. Yeah. And, and this was the point,
0: this was the only point where that annoying little kid made me laugh. Because it's like, he takes <laughs> off, Miles takes off his mask as the Prowler. And there's like, you know, it's a movie, so there's like a couple beats for like the audience reaction. And our audience didn't really react, except for like a second or two later of just silence, you just hear this little kid go, what? Yeah. (laughs) It was
1: amazing. It was amazing.
0: Oh my God. So funny.
1: Yeah. I like, I, I think I started off really hating that kid and then. It grew on me. I hated him
0: until that one.
1: It's just amazing. Like I got to experience this movie through this child's eyes at the very end. (laughs) It just blew his fucking mind. That's the closest I'll get to the uh, Luke, I am your father reveal from a child's perspective. But um, all throughout this scene, we are also shown Miguel, um, Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman, and... 90s spider-man ben ben riley searching earth 1610 miles's world and gwen oh and gwen's there as well that's right um uh and they're searching trying to find miles just as spot is arriving because we're, we're meant to believe that miles is trying to stop spot from killing his dad they're yeah. looking for him to stop him from stopping the canon event um but obviously they don't find him because he's not there um And so the movie ends with basically um, Miles realizing he's not on his earth, Gwen assembling a bunch of spider people, which is basically the original Peter B. Parker, his daughter May Day, the Indian Spider-Man, Spider-Punk, Spider-Bite, Spider-Man Noir, uh, Penny Parker, and Spider-Man, or Spider-Ham. And they're all trying to find Miles, and then it just says to be continued. Yeah, which I think pissed off a lot of people. Didn't bother me at all. It it annoyed me because
0: it felt like there was only 15 minutes left. And the move, and for me again, like this movie was not breezy until like halfway through. The first half of this movie, I cannot overstate, fucking dragged for me. That's
1: interesting. Uh, I did not
0: feel that way. Yeah, it's it, it was tough for me. And now that I know what to expect, it'll probably be a lot easier of a watch, a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. But like, yeah, it just felt like, okay, the spot's here. Like, you, There's 15 minutes left. Let's just wrap it up. Let's do the climax. It's like, <laughs> there's going to be a whole nother movie.
1: Yeah, I will say I agree with you in the fact that I don't think there's just 10 minutes left. It felt like there's maybe like 30 to 45 minutes but I don't know what they're gonna do outside of that. This movie was two hours and fifteen minutes long, yeah. which is pretty long. Uh, I felt like it earned it for me. Um, but I don't know how long the next one's gonna be, and and if it's a similar length, I, I wonder what they're gonna do. But at this point, I would agree with something you said earlier, which is that these people earn my fucking trust.
0: Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah.
1: Because totally. the movie was good. But all of that being said, I think you had mentioned you had something that you wanted to talk about.
0: Yeah. So I, so this theory just kind of popped into my head and, and it's not like fully fleshed out, I guess. Um, but, but I just, I noticed there was just something nagging at the back of my mind of like something is just not adding up here. Uh, And I realized I think this is what it is. So I texted you this earlier just to try to, like, get my thoughts out so I could reference that again right now because I knew... This is so convoluted.
1: Um, I was trying to enjoy my lunch, and my phone started beeping. (laughs) And I looked at it, and I sighed. Oh, man. I said, here we go.
0: Okay, here we go. So, supposedly, Miguel, as the leader... Of this uh society, which is very interesting. There's only one that we saw. Um as the leader of the society, Miguel has all the answers and like knows the future basically. Like he's recording the timelines, TVA style, and he is like he can see when the canon events are going to happen. Or maybe not see, but he can know when the canon events are going to happen and where and make sure they do.
1: I mean, it's the TVA. It's the Spidey TVA. We literally see, like, something that depicts and looks just like the visual of the sacred timeline from the MCU in this movie. Yes, literally. Um, like, Feige had to have signed off on that. Guaranteed. You would think.
0: It's so, so yeah, it's, similar. It's identical. Um, so anyway, so all of these spider people have a Tragic canon event that has to happen to you know make them the spider person they're meant to be supposedly, supposedly. Uncle Ben
1: dying, you know, your yep, Captain Captain Stacy,
0: yep, something, yep, some something to impart the uh great power, great responsibility, wisdom. Um, I assume so. However, Miles, as we learn in this movie is separate from all of this because he is like a multiversal mistake. He was never meant to be a Spider-Man in any universe. And the only reason he is a Spider-Man is because a spider that was meant to make a different Spider-Man got pulled out of its universe and pulled into a new one. Um leaving that original universe with no Spider-Man and making Miles supposedly one of a kind, as far as we know. Right. Um, Which is why Miguel wants nothing to do with him, basically. Yes, because he's like the biggest like mistake Spidey. However, if Miles never got bit by that spider, and Miguel says as much in the movie, if Miles never got bit by that spider... The spot, at least the current one that they are chasing throughout the multiverse in this movie, would never have existed for them to chase. Now, the reason why that's weird is because Spider-Man India's canon event only happened because of the spot, and 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 and, right. the, and them chasing the spot, like that whole battle was because of the spot. So, how could Spider-Man India's so, so that's directly reliant on Miles existing.
1: Right.
0: So how could Spider-Man India's canon event be a canon event if the canon is reliant on Miles existing from an outside universe? So that makes me think that Miles stopping that canon event was the canon event. And, hmm. and Miguel... Is basically playing all of the like Miguel is the, the the one who the the Kang of this like Miguel is intentionally trying to do something with the something. timeline. He's manipulating things. That's why all of this is focused around Alchemax, which is where how Miguel got his powers.
1: I was gonna ask: In his origin, is it Alchemax? It is for? Alchemax. It yeah.
0: is Alchemax. Yeah, it's not I, for whatever reason. I always thought it was Roxon, but it's not. It's Alchemax. Interesting. Um. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I guess like the interesting thing there is like how how do they know something is a canon event because that that implies predestination, right?
0: Right. I'm. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole. It's the exact same thing. With, uh, like, Loki's, like, Miguel is just pruning timelines by making these changes, basically. Or, right. or at least making them collapse in on themselves. Where is the fucking TVA? How convoluted is this gonna get?
1: Like, yeah. in Beyond the, is Loki gonna show up in Beyond the Spider-Verse? How crazy can they make it? They could make it crazy. Because it, it makes sense in the TVA because what Kang is doing is protecting his own timeline and his own interests. So whenever he's pruning things, he's pruning things in his own self-interest based on that. All of the dogma is just dogma. And so I would assume then that these like canon events that are happening, I think there might be something behind that. And that's the reason why Miguel doesn't want them to be interrupted. I guess the only thing I could think of with your theory that like obviously everything you said is absolutely true uh the indian spider-man his canon event as the movie shows it would only happen if miles existed i'm just wondering it's like could could the canon event have happened in like similar circumstances yeah, with in another a different battle? Way, yeah but but right after you have all these spider people come in, and they're just trying to like protect an anomaly that has just happened. So that would lend itself to thinking that what I just said was not correct, and that it had to have happened that way. And so it's either you're right, which I would like to think you are, or it's a gigantic plot hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which yeah, which is possible.
0: Yeah, which is possible. But yeah. I think I think Miguel is going to be, he was clearly an antagonist in this film. I don't know if he was necessarily the villain. Um, No, I would say that the spot would be the villain for sure. I don't buy the spot being an overall two movie big bad. I think it's Miguel. I think all of this is Miguel's fault. And I think this, uh, this timeline, somehow, you know, however that shakes out, but I think all of this like timeline pruning and saving is all in service of him somehow trying to make something happen or like protect himself or
1: some something along those lines what was his wish he wanted to his family was killed and so he just wanted to live in a timeline where his family was still alive very similar to wanda right
0: Oh, man, I don't remember in the movie because in the at least where I'm at in the comics, like he doesn't have a family, at least not that they've revealed yet. He's got like a girlfriend and he's kind
1: of just like a player. Didn't they show that they showed it in the movie where it's like he went to a world where he didn't he had died or something and then he was living with his family. But then like all this like fucked up shit started to happen and the anomaly started happening in that world and it like collapsed upon itself. And so, yeah,
0: you're you're right. You're right. There's so much of this movie that I don't think I fully took in.
1: It, it was a lot. There was a it lot is to a pick lot. up. But but I would say my guess is that obviously the spot was like the the main villain of this movie. I think Miguel will definitely be taking that position in the next one. Yeah, where he yeah. will be the antagonist against miles and everything and there will be some more reveals of what exactly is going on there in that oh
0: for sure for sure i'm so pumped for the next movie
1: like i think it comes out march yeah Yeah. i think you're right i think you're right and still like i think these movies are very poorly named just because it's three movies where only one word is different well uh,
0: it's the same thing as fucking far from home no way home home co- like yeah. why are they doing this
1: march 29th
0: why did this four. become spider-man's thing i hate it
1: yeah i didn't bother <laughs> me as much with like homecoming but the, the next two are way too similar yeah uh, i don't know why you needed to do that whole thing uh, but at the end of the day i don't give a shit because i just want the movies to be good and so far five out of six of those movies i would say are <laughs> yeah. great quite frankly, and so they're able to get that right at the very least, which is amazing. Um, But yeah, there's a lot to unravel here, and I feel like this is outside, in the comics realm, outside of like everything, everywhere all at once, which I love. I feel like this is like the best multiverse movie I've seen easily. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh man, I was wondering what your reaction was going to be to me saying that.
0: No, I, I, I'm I know you liked think...
1: Multiverse of Madness, but I didn't think that that was a good multiverse movie, quite frankly. You,
0: well, yeah, that's exactly. You're exactly right. That's what. Yeah, I, I, and I did like Multiverse of Madness, but two very different styles of movie and like yeah. kinds of movie. Uh, my My biggest thing, I don't know. I think the best depiction of multiverses in media is, for better or worse, Rick and Morty. And Mm. so it's everything multiverse is, like, compared to that. And I don't know... Loki nailed it. Loki nailed it. Yeah, Loki nailed it. But it's just... Rick and Morty is just so... Like, they... The way they address the multiverse is just... It's like there's so much continuity and also none at all. And it's, like, perfect. Like, I don't know if any other series has like nailed it in that way but for the kind of multiverse
1: that uh everybody else does i think you're probably right this is probably the best one it's just crazy that like in the last few years we obviously have these two movies yeah everywhere everywhere all at once we have loki we have doctor strange we got rick and morty we have the flash coming up yeah it's just like holy shit I'm getting a little sick of it, but I'm still on board. But it's just like a lot. It's a lot at once. Yeah, people really went like dove headfirst into the multiverse. Because <laughs> it happened a lot in the 90s in comics and stuff, too. And I I, I feel like it's at times a very cheap uh, writing mechanism. Yes. Agreed. But this movie earns its keep 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know as long as you do it well I'm fine I would say that Marvel has not done it super well in the MCU I feel like they've been okay but like Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness I enjoyed that movie but I didn't think they did the multiverse side of it super well it was really just a glorified like cameo train Um, whereas I, I feel like this movie like as we're talking about it it's hard to talk about Because it's so layered and well thought out, it seems. But the presentation of it was very well done, I would say.
0: Agreed. Agreed.
1: And I think, so I think I also
0: just, you just made me realize, I think the big difference is like, the reason why Doctor Strange isn't as good of a multiverse movie is because... Multiverse implies infinite, and really, Doctor Strange was here's one alternate universe. Right, right. Uh, you know, a couple, but like, really, the there's only one that yeah. anybody cares about. It's mostly
1: just one, yeah,
0: yeah. And and like Spider Verse is like here's every fucking possibility. We didn't even talk about. So this is this is Lord Miller, right? Am I nuts? Uh who wrote the movie? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. And so they also did the Lego movie and there was like a Lego oh, sequence yeah, in Oh yeah, I love that. And, um, so that was really cool. And also, uh, What's-His-Face voiced every iteration of J. Jonah Jameson in this movie and there were multiple of them and all of them were, um, oh my God, J- what's his name? <laughs> J.K. Simmons. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. So he is like the definitive... <laughs> J. Jonah he's
1: Jameson. a nexus. He's a nexus
0: beast. <laughs> yeah, he really is. He really fucking is. He's the best.
1: So good. So it good. it is interesting to note that the sequel to this film was originally called Across the Spider Verse Part Two. That was what it was originally titled. Yeah. Um. But then they they changed the title, which is good because I just think in general, um, Part One, Part Two movies just don't do well with box office stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Which is, I mean, that was what Infinity War and Endgame were originally called. It was Infinity War Part One and Infinity War Part Two. When they, first yeah, it. yeah, so. I'd
0: be interested to know if, like, in in one of our alternate universes, if um, if that would have done as well. Because I do think there is some draw for me to just have one big two-part infinity war film that does feel kind of grandiose and cool but but endgame is like so brilliant
1: um yeah i don't even without infinity war i don't think that the movie would have ever changed it just simply the title yeah no yeah i yeah i agree i agree it's interesting though uh yeah I would like to explore our different multiverses, maybe one in which we didn't live in a capitalistic hellscape, but that's for another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> hey, before before we move on to, like, ratings and stuff, what did you think of the live-action Prowler suit? You know, i I didn't get enough time with it, I don't think. Uh, okay. I need to look it up. Let's see. Live-action Prowler. Uh,
0: From what we saw... I was like, Oh my God. Is that what we could have fucking gotten in a movie? That looks so sick.
1: Yeah. It's so interesting. <laughs> Cause they have not, they have not really, um, come like come back to that character with Donald Glover. Okay. I'm looking at the picture right now. Yeah. It looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Um, I did think that like they stayed with him a little long in the, all the live action parts of this movie were a little bit on the nose for me. um, there is a picture of him in like very good lighting, wearing this suit, and it is very interesting looking. Really? Here, Let me link this to you right now, yeah. so you can take a look live on the podcast. Let's see. Chatty chat chat. Boom. Okay, I just sent it to you. Uh, if you scroll down, there's a picture of him in the movie, which is very like colored and it's weird. But you scroll down, you kind of see it. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It's yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see like the, him with the mask on, probably. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. But yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Um, no, me neither. They showed him like three times or something. Like, listen, we we paid for Donald Glover. We gotta get. To <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta
0: get the most. You gotta get the most Don Glover. Uh, possible, but yeah, it was interesting. I definitely wasn't expecting it. Oh, here's another question for you. Ooh, ooh, okay. What do you think of the new, just this movie's Miles Morales suit versus last movie's Miles Morales suit? I
1: think it might be a downgrade for me. Okay, now I got to look at it again. Cross the Spider-Verse, compare them.
0: Um, the big difference? Oh, the lines, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I like
0: the lines. I do like the red lines. I don't know if I like the lines. Interesting. Okay, now let me
1: look at, uh, what's the first one called? Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I think I like the first one better. Uh, yeah I do too it do feels too. very reminiscent of um the Black Panther suit where I'm like the first one's better but I also don't care that much
0: you know I mean? sure yeah 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 that makes sense it's like they're
1: both good um the lines just remind me of like a like an adidas track suit you know what I mean like when you're okay. wearing like the top and bottom like a T- adidas or Nike jumpsuit where like the lines kind of go together um yeah that's what that reminds me of. Or it reminds me of when they redid Iron Fist's suit in the in the recent comics. A new suit Marvel. Oh man. Hold on. Let me see if I can find this picture. Because they made him look like um Yeah, here it is. They this is exactly it. Hold on one second. Let's send this to you too. <laughs> they gave him a new suit in the comics in like <clears throat> I don't know if this is like last year or it was a couple years ago. And it it does kind of just look like he's wearing like a tracksuit. And I hate it. I actually hate it. Ah, uh, you know, it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know if I hate it. <laughs> it's really just the lines, I think. Wow, this thread is a guy trying to make the suit. I just realized. Yeah, good. Good for this guy. Damn. Nice. Um, but yeah, he's like wearing like she like basketball shoes, and he's got like just two lions down the arms and the butt. I don't know. It's a little interesting. I think it works better for Iron Fist. Iron Fist is a hard one because he's a weird looking guy with the biggest V neck known to man. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, and so I don't know how you make that one work. Kevin Feige would know how. But uh, okay,
0: here's new new question for you. Let's
1: keep them coming, man. This
0: one's this one's very important. I think it's pretty clear at this point. Miles Morales is all but as popular as Peter Parker, I would say, in in terms of just your general audience, not necessarily like your hardcore comic oh, book. I fan. would argue
1: definitely not as popular, but yeah. I, defend that position because that's insane. I would say most people there. I'd, I'd say general audience. A lot of people don't know who Miles Morales even is. He's, How so? He's been in two movies. Everyone knows that Peter Parker is Spider Man, though.
0: Yeah, you but he I mean? um, Miles has also been in the games. He's also co starring the 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 brand new game.
1: It's like, like ha- I'm, literally I'm not, half and half. I'm not arguing that he is not popular. I think Miles Morales is like he is like shooting up in popularity like crazy. Um, but like a lot of general audience, like in terms of like comics fans, I would agree with you probably generally. Um, But I think like general audience people are really fucking stupid. I
0: guess I'm thinking more. uh, I'm thinking less our parents, more kids like 15 and younger.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well then, yeah. Yeah. Then, then I would agree with you. Yeah. Cause the kids are getting more of, they're going to be seeing the games. They're going to be seeing this movie. Anyone totally. above the age of like 25 I disagree. I get, Okay, okay, that's fair.
0: That's fair. I think I think we can agree on that. Yeah. My question is, bearing all that in mind, Miles absolutely fucking has to be in the next MCU Spider-Man movie, right?
1: Um in the next one, he doesn't need to be. Will he be in the MCU in the next five years? Yeah, I think. I, I, yeah. I mean, you would hope the next because they already years. got Tom Holland back, right? And so, yes. If yes. you're thinking of it from a business perspective, you're like, well, let's get the Tom Holland stuff in, and then as he's kind of transitioning out, you want to transition Miles in. I think. I wonder. This is kind of maybe this is
0: a little bit of a conspiracy theory, I'll admit. But I have a feeling that all parties involved are getting more comfortable with a co-starring role for for the Spider-Man, for the Spider-Men. Uh both of these movies, both of the Into the Spider-Verse movies star essentially Miles and Peter. Um the games, I would argue, star Peter and Miles. Um, I would argue with, that
1: Peter is barely in these movies, right? Especially this one.
0: Y- especially especially Mi- this Miles
1: one. It's Miles' thing, for sure.
0: For sure. Which it, yeah, it's like more Miles, a little bit Peter. The games, at least the first one, was m- more Peter, a little bit Miles. Then the second one, Miles got his own fucking game. Right. And then this new one is split half and half. You can choose... Uh, who you want to play as, Um, and they're both part of the story. And I wonder if the MCU is going to try to, if all of this is maybe an intentional or unintentional campaign to get people used to the fact that there are now two main Spider-Men and they are going to be two Spider-Men in the next trilogy. It's going to be the Spider-Men trilogy, not the spider man I don't know if they'll call it that, but I think in practice, starting with movie four it's going to be
1: tom holland kind of uh showing showing miles the ropes yeah i could definitely see that happening in the next trilogy it would make sense similar to how i mean like all these movies have been about like handing the handing the mantle off right yeah yeah and so in the next trilogy will peter parker hand it off to miles in some way absolutely i would have to say
0: i think i hope they do it with uh with movie four, though, like I hope they, I hope. Oh wow! I'm I'm just now like discovering that I ha- that I'm having this feeling, but like I don't know how necessarily interested I am in just like a Tom Holland Peter Parker another three movies of like Peter Parker. Like, what are we? What could we see that we
1: haven't? They've already dug so deep into the Spider Man. Well, well, it's interesting you know though I mean? because I mean like. The last trilogy for Peter Parker ended with him being kind of just like the basic ass amazing Spider-Man. So it's like, I think there's a lot of opportunity to still tell those stories and make them interesting. No,
0: totally, totally.
1: But I would probably rather see Miles Morales live action. And it doesn't, I don't need it to be multiversal at all. Agreed, agreed. Totally. Obviously, he's from a different universe in the comics, but it's not really a multiversal story as much.
0: Right. um well it's not anymore
1: right i think right. it's
0: yeah it it's it started as one but but also not nearly on the insanity level is like this yeah part. not yeah even close. it's kind of
1: just like a footnote part of the yeah. story rather than the focus yeah yeah i would be up for that for sure that would be interesting i'm just trying to think what well how do you shit, I... stop the kid from growing up too fast so that's a problem yeah that's yeah that's that's always that's the problem true. dude
0: that's very true do you, th- I, you know, I was just gonna say, what more could they do with Peter Parker that like we haven't seen in the MCU? And obviously, Venom, I guess, but also this new game is the Venom story with both Peter and Miles, so like they are adapting it somehow, some way already. In the
1: MCU, we haven't seen Norman Osborne at all.
0: Oh my god, you're so right!
1: I mean, obviously, so we, right. we have like the one from the other. Universe, yeah, but that, yeah, 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 you're, Um, yeah, you're so right. Yeah, there's, there's definitely, I mean, you got like the Craven the Hunter stuff, man, fuck Craven, yeah, I don't like him either. Oh, there's, there's a lot of Spider Man to go around. I think about all those issues of Ultimate Spider Man, and I remember I would finish one book and be like, how much more can be good. And then about yeah, 37 yeah. more books later, I'm like, damn, it's still good. Same with yeah. Invincible. They they As long as someone's competent at writing, you can keep going and entertain me.
0: You're right. That's true. That's true. But would I rather
1: see Miles? Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Or, oh, man, I wish the X-Men were like more uh, alive in the MCU, too, because I a lot of my favorite Spider-Man stuff is when he teams up with the X-Men
1: yeah i think we'll definitely start getting more of that it's i there's got to be some other legal reason why they haven't been able to dig into a lot of the x-men stuff a lot of it people were saying was due to like, existing contracts with old actors that expire i think next year oh, uh, which is why the only people we've seen has basically been the original actors reprising their characters um interesting but i, I mean if you're into the x-men The next ten years is probably pretty good for you, you know.
0: Yeah, they're yeah they're gonna do too much. Yeah, (laughs) no
1: question. At some point, you're gonna be like, "Damn, too much X Men."
0: Yeah, no question. But I'm ready. I I I do love the. I went through. I don't know if you remember. I went through a hell of an X Men phase. Oh yeah, oh yeah,
1: (laughs) bro. (laughs) Remember when you we just heard the little X Men theme and Miss Marvel? How we both went nuts?
0: Yeah, (laughs) yes, the best. Oh my god. Uh,
1: this the tiniest little bit of fan service. It's all it oh, took. Love it. Love it. All right. You ready to rate this bitch? I'm ready. As we do on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate our shows, movies, books, podcasts, newspapers, whatever <laughs> it is. I don't know. Whatever it is we're talking about out of six Infinity Stones. No halvesies. No breaking them bitches in half. Nope. Unfortunately, a it's a terrible scale, but we yes. are beholden to it. Yes. There's no getting rid of it. So, Eric. Yeah. I just want you to just take a second. Mhm. Breathe in. Long breath in, and breathe out, just let it flow. <sighs> this is a 6. Okay. I mean, I accept
0: it. I accept it. I fully accept it. I
1: came out of the movie theater and I said, I think it's a five. I don't remember if I told you that. I can't remember. No, no, you didn't. Might have told Mia. That's probably who I told. But I've been thinking about it all fucking week. You know, which is like, what, four days? Something like that. And like, what am I I looking for that it didn't happen? I thought the pacing was pretty good. I know you thought it started off slow. I was fine with it. Uh, The movie kicked off pretty fast. The story was good. It was well thought out. I was entertained. I was surprised. Uh, I was like, damn, to be continued. I can't wait. Um, Yeah. That's six. That's six for me. If every MCU movie made me feel the way that this movie made me feel, I would be enjoying the MCU so thoroughly right now but i don't think a movie has made me feel this way in the mcu in a long time yeah and that's that yeah it's not a masterpiece like everyone's saying i think it's a really great movie i'm not i'm not ready to say it's a masterpiece quite yet yeah yeah i think people just haven't seen a good movie in a while <laughs>
0: You're so fucking right.
1: Like legit though, dude. Like,
0: yeah, you're so fucking. We've been
1: we've been watching so many like shit (laughs) TV shows and shit movies that like something decent comes along. We're like, this is the
0: greatest thing ever. It's not Inception, okay? Yeah. Uh. All right. Look, bearing in mind that nothing matters. I will also give this a six. <laughs> Fuck it. God damn. <laughs> I uh I would I was I was thinking I was gonna give it a five until
1: you kind of convinced me with your with your speech. Um well, I'm, getting a, I'm getting a phone call here from Satan. I, <laughs> I give it a six as well.
0: <laughs> I do think I do think it, the pacing like was rough for me. Um and just visually like maybe I, I don't like maybe I need to get my eyes checked or something because like it really the only word I can say was is like overwhelming for like the first like half an hour I would say it was just, like whoa there's like, just so much going on but like th- I think those things especially the second one is probably pretty unique to me um, and You're right. I have not been able to stop thinking about this movie. Yeah, dude. Like, I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. And that's the first time I felt that specific way about it. Like, I'll go see a movie, and it will completely leave my brain. Yeah, like Guardians of the Galaxy, man. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't even
1: leave the parking lot, and it was gone.
0: Literally immediately, and I have not been able to stop thinking about this movie. There's so much I loved about it. I love I mean it got me so excited. It got me like pulling up fucking Spider-Man twenty ninety nine to read again. Right. It's just like you know what it was yeah. for me,
1: dude? Is is when I was like, I wanna go watch that again. Yeah, yeah. I have not seen a movie twice. If I recall, if I recall, since Captain Marvel, maybe. No. Or, or Endgame. Oh no no no. Endgame.
0: No. You must have I feel like there's a recent ish one that you saw twice.
1: Uh <gasps> in theaters, that is. Yeah. Um yeah, there probably is. There probably I didn't even see the last James Bond movie twice. Wow. Mostly because it was garbage. <laughs> but um Yeah, I'm sure I'm misremembering. But it's been a bit, you know? It really has yeah, been a bit. Yeah. Um I probably saw Black Widow twice. But I think I saw it. I don't know if I saw it twice in the movie theater. No, I didn't. I don't think so. I don't know. But I'm like, I'm like, man, I want to go see this again. And that plus everything else I already said, it's like, that has got to be a six. I'm not saying it's a perfect movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a six out of six. Yeah. I would highly recommend people go see it.
0: Yeah, for sure. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, first of all, why? Why would you do such? Yeah, thing? that's the
1: dumbest thing. You can do. <laughs> but second of all, go see it. It's super good. You know what's funny is before the movie, uh, there was a trailer for like the uh, the new Disney Pixar uh, movie it's like called like Elemental yep 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 and man did that movie look like dog shit compared oh to this my one. god just so generic also the main character was the only one without a nose the entire time <laughs> and everyone was just acting like that was normal and so boom immersion broken but oh. uh, yeah this is like a great animated film yeah legitimately I think this kicks the shit out of the Mario movie K- like, yes. kicks the shit
0: out of it. Which not even in the same
1: stratosphere. Spider-Man has no business making an animated movie this good. Yeah. Quite frankly. Yeah, you're probably just, right. It was it was super good. So, damn, six and six. It's been a while since that's happened. Yeah. Um. Feels good, though, dude. Feels good. I'm going to go watch this movie again after I watch the first one again because I want the whole experience. Um. And I'm just going to say this now. This is completely unrelated to all comic-related things but uh the day in in july where a certain couple of movies are coming out i'm doing a double feature to see oppenheimer and the barbie movie <laughs> in the same day and i cannot ah, wait ah, ah,
0: that's so good
1: i'm going to watch the atomic bomb <laughs> explode and then oh from from the dust and rubble comes barbie i can't wait love it all right you got anything to recommend this week
0: Uh, go read Spider-Man 2099. It's like way like I remembered loving it, but I didn't remember it being like an actually like interesting and like pretty unique story. So that's exciting for me. Um, I like that a lot. Other than that. Uh, oh, um, we haven't had a podcast since this came out. I will not talk about this for too long because everybody has. Fucking, if you have a Nintendo Switch and you're not playing Tears of the Kingdom, Tommy, you're a <laughs> fucking psychopath.
1: I'm waiting until it's cold outside, otherwise I'm going to ruin my entire summer.
0: It's amazing. Like I don't know how you make Breath of the Wild, one of the greatest, most innovative games of all time, look like a demo, That's but crazy, this game bro. has done it. Um, it's like the
1: game equivalent of these two movies.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's true. I mean, that game... We said we're not sure if we want to call this movie masterpiece. This game is a fucking masterpiece. Wow! Like I don't understand how Shit. Y- you even create something like this. It's one of those games that's hard to even talk about because the thing that make it ama- the thing that makes it amazing, is like it, it's hard to. It's not necessarily the story. It's certainly not the graphics. It's the fact that like the freedom of like you can just fucking do anything and i know people said that for breath of the wild but it's like this is like that times 20 it's just that's wild dude it's crazy it's crazy it's amazing so play tears of the kingdom um read spider-man 2099 and go see spider-man across the spider-verse those would be my recommendations nice all right i have
1: three okay well to match my three two of them are quick yeah (laughs) i thought of a third one um, my first recommendation is to the executives at Sony to not make any more Spider-Man meme pointing at other Spider-Man Oh, my jokes.
0: God. Yes. Thank you. Yes.
1: It's been done. It's, it's okay. We all it's got the it. Worst. It was fun. Let's move on. Um, the second one, I read a book that's called Slow Horses by Mick Heron. And it's one, there's like eight books. I just got, I'm reading the second one right now. It's basically like modern espionage novels. Yeah. Um, oh. They're all really good. I don't know. It's kind of like a slow burn where it feels like you're kind of you're building a puzzle and you have no idea what the fuck's going on and you see it kind of from different sides and it eventually comes together and blows up. Um, But there's an Apple TV show, same title called Slow Horses, um, that is supposedly really good, but I haven't watched it yet because I'm reading the books. Um, Stars Gary Oldman is the main character in it. Um, So, yeah. If you're into that kind of thing, spy stuff, whether the TV show on Apple TV Plus or the book, it's called Slow Horses. Very good. Modern. It was written in like the last 10 years or so. 15 nice. Years. Love that. Um, and my third recommendation is that is that we go see The Flash and do a podcast on it. You think we can do it? I don't know if I can do it.
0: When is that coming out? The 16th. Of this month? month? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. yeah i mean yeah I uh, yeah i'll go do it all right <laughs> it'll probably be fine i'm sh- I, i'll probably enjoy it it'll probably be fine i actually do like the flash the flash is
1: i may tied. regret it but i think we should do it
0: yeah 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 the flash is tied for my top uh it's it's him and nightwing for my top yeah DC i like boys. him a
1: lot he's pretty cool yeah. so yeah Supposedly, there's some crazy ending that they've been trying to hide. So we'll it's see. gonna
0: be nothing. I can't wait. Dwayne for this the to Rock be... Johnson. Oh my!
1: god. I'm just, oh, kid. I'm just kidding.
0: They know you're right. You're <laughs> <just> so <laughs> right. I know you're right. That pisses me off.
1: Oh, oh. man, what is this? Some kind of Shazam Squad?
0: <laughs> I know it's gonna be the Rock. That makes me so mad. No,
1: I think they're gonna they're gonna like bring that grant gustin guy in or something oh that would be amazing i would fucking love
0: that i love grant gustin
1: i don't know i think they're gonna try to use this movie to like tiptoe into new yeah Superman. the new yeah but we'll see all right well well that means that we will hear you again when we are tar- talking about the flash um if you have any questions comments concerns about the podcast we don't care uh, but you can <laughs> send them In a multiple, multiple different avenues of your choice here. Um,
0: No, let us know. I am curious. Let us know what you think about us um, doing like more of a long form just about the movie. Yeah. And and not so much about the news. I'd be curious to hear about that.
1: That's my vote. Because if, if you're listening to this, you've already heard about it yeah there's a very good chance um, Though we riff on it a bit, which is kind of yeah. I would say if there's big stuff, we do it, but i yeah, I've been yeah, enjoying yeah. the long form talk about just this stuff,
0: yeah, agreed, agreed. I,
1: sorry, uh, I'm not subtle about anything
0: no I yeah i I like uh, I like going on tangents, and this allows us to be able to do
1: that a little bit more, yeah, and then that way without doesn't doing text a three and a half hour while I'm eating my lunch. You know, just a nuisance all the time. No, yeah, I, 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 I was honestly mind-blowing when you texted me that today. I was like, holy shit.
0: It was mind-blowing as, I, as it was like constructing itself in my head. I was like, it really was. Just something was nay. I was like,
1: something. It's going to be really disappointing when they don't address it. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. You're right. <laughs> You're oh, so man. right.
1: Oh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, yeah. Twitter. At infinity rewatch, or you can shoot us an email at the infinity watch podcast at gmail.com. But Eric, there's a code word that you have to tell us so that we know you're not spam. Uh, yeah,
0: that code word is uh, all caps, no spaces. Fuck the billionaires
1: with nine exclamation
0: points. Yes, exactly nine because fuck them.